Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, you can also check out HeidiHarris.com, where my books are up there, blog posts, obviously podcast archives, and there's a link to listen live to the show from anywhere at HeidiHarris.com. Last week, had a chance to check in with the legendary Bill O'Reilly. His latest book in the Killing series is called Killing the Mob. Here in Vegas, we certainly know a lot about our mobsters. I thought I was up to speed, but I learned a lot from this book. Here's my chat with Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, welcome back to the Heidi Harris Show. Thanks for having me in, Heidi. How are you? I am great. Loved your book. I, you know, living in Vegas, I thought I knew my mobsters, but I've got to tell you, I learned a lot from it. The thing that surprised me the most, I think, Bill, was the fact that the mob has its tentacles in so many industries. I guess I just didn't realize that. I don't think anybody did. I didn't um, before I started researching this book. From 1946 to 1962, organized crime in America was the most powerful entity in this country, more powerful in Congress, any corporation. It ran show business. It ran uh, rock and roll. It ran many unions. It built Las Vegas. It owned Cuba. It was just an amazing array of power that the mob had. Yeah, it's incredible. Speaking of Cuba, let's talk about Desi Arnaz. I had no idea that apparently there was a hit placed on Desi Arnaz. Talk to me about that. I didn't know this either. So I Love Lucy, huge hit in the 1950s, first real sitcom to break out. Desi Arnaz, Lucille Ball's husband, Cuban band leader. So Arnaz took the money that they made in I Love Lucy, formed a production company called Desi Lou, and their big hit was The Untouchables. Now that's before your time, Heidi. I've seen it, though. I know it, it was a great okay. show. So Ness, the Untouchables yeah. um, was a program, an hour drama about Elliot Ness, a Treasury agent, federal, going after Al Capone and a lot of other Italian mobsters. Well, the real godfather of Chicago, Sam Giancana, didn't like the program. And mm. because the mob controlled a lot of Hollywood, he got word to Desi Arnaz that Desi better change the ethnicity of the bad guys fast. <laughs> Whereupon Arnaz wrote a note back to Sam Giancana and said, what do you want me to do, make them Jews? Giancana was insulted by everything and ordered a hit on Desi Arnaz. He was going to be assassinated. Now, in Killing the Mob, we have the name of the assassin. We have the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you any more because right. I want people to read the book. Right. But Desi Arnaz came this close to having a bullet in the back of the head. Yeah, that was a crazy story I was not aware of. They also tried to get the Godfather squashed, correct? Well, that was a little bit different. So the Godfather movie, uh, based on the novel by Mario Puzo, which, by the way, is pretty accurate. The problem with the movie is that the actors are so good, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, um, uh, James Caan, that th these guys almost come across sympathetic. Mm -hmm. They aren't. These are evil, evil people. But anyway... When the uh, production started to shoot in New York, most of it was shot in L.A., but some was in New York, of course the mob visited the set because, A, the mob got a piece of a lot of different movies because of the unions. And the mob was involved in the film industry, and it didn't really want to be depicted in a negative way. 
but the producers of The Godfather were pretty slick guys. And Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, young director at the time, Italian guy, they kind of convinced the mob that this might even be a tribute to them, and they backed off. Interesting. And to your point, we're speaking with Bill O'Reilly about his brand new book, Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America. Interesting that they did it that way because it did portray them almost as sympathetic, came across better for them than they probably ever thought it would. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that because one of the problems in America is that all of us, because of movies and TV, have this benevolent kind of feeling about organized gangsters. And it started with Bonnie and Clyde, with Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Look how glamorous they are. Well, I start the book with John Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, Babyface Nelson, because they were semi-organized, and that led to the formation of the FBI to to contain them. Um, But we think that, oh, look at Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde were the worst, the (laughs) lowest. They'd shoot kids. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that wasn't depicted in the movie. And the same thing in The Sopranos. You know, Tony Soprano, James Gondolfini. Um, you know, these guys are really bad individuals. They hurt people for money. Right. And if you read Killing the, Bo- the Mob, you'll get soup to nuts what the whole thing is about. Absolutely. The book is Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America. Bill O'Reilly joins me to talk about it. Another thing I did not know is how J. Edgar Hoover, you mentioned the FBI, how he refused to acknowledge really the existence of the mob. That was fascinating to me. Well, Martin Dugard and I, we centered our research a lot of it on a guy named Lucky Luciano, who was mm-hmm. the first godfather. He operated out of New York with uh, big Sicilian connections. And we got a hold of his journals. Mm. And in the journals, Luciano's journals, which I don't think he ever um, knew were going to be made public, he's got a passage about J. Edgar Hoover, and the mob has something on him. Oh. Now, it's historical fact that uh, the head of the FBI liked to play the ponies. He was a gambler. Mm-hmm. And it isn't a historical fact, but it's why they believe that he was gay. Right. Now, I couldn't find out what organized crime exactly had on him. But they did have something, because Hoover refused to let the FBI investigate organized crime and even denied the existence of the mafia, right. if you can believe that. Yeah, there's a story that I don't want to give away in your book about how he ultimately got a big, there was a big hassle at a house and uh, it all came. He had, he couldn't deny it anymore. It was so interesting to me. I did not know anything about that. Bill O'Reilly joins me. The book is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. Another person mentioned in the book I'd never heard of, Sidney Korshak. They called him the fixer. Never heard that name before ever, Bill. He's the only one in Killing the Mob that gets away with it. All the other mobsters, gangsters, whatever... They get it. They either get killed or they get sent away for long stretches in prison. Sidney Korshak was a lawyer. He was, he was like Tom Hagen in The Godfather, okay? Mm, yeah. And he represented organized crime in Hollywood. And Korshak was basically a deal maker. He would go into the studios, MGM, Paramount, all this, and he'd go, we'd like you to make this movie, and we'd like you to put this person in the movie. And if you don't, you're going to have a little trouble getting lighting and sound and cameramen <laughs> because <laughs> the mob controls all the unions. Right. So basically, organized crime, not only did they dictate a lot of the movies that you saw, but they got a piece. Yeah. They had their people, you know, ingrained in the production, um, and they got paid. And Korshak was so slick 
that he never used a telephone. He always went to a phone booth. He was rarely seen with other mobsters. He was the liaison, as they say, and he got away with it. But he was so feared. I mean, if he showed up and said, my associates would like this to happen, <laughs> it would happen. Yeah, there's a story in the book. We're speaking with Bill O'Reilly. The book is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America, his latest in the Killing series. There's a story you tell in the book, I don't want to give away, about a high-placed person who was in a suite who didn't want to leave, and Stanley Korsh- or Sidney Korshak made one phone call, and that got changed. Yeah, Alan King. Okay. <laughs> Alan King, the comedian who people in Nevada of a certain age know very well, oh, sure. uh, wanted a suite in Paris, France, and they wouldn't give it to him. So Alan made one call to uh, Mr. Korshak, and all of a sudden that suite was available. <laughs> what is and it? That's in, that's in Paris, France. Right, right. That, that's the the extent of his, yeah that's, yeah. that's incredible, the reach that he had. We're speaking of the Bill O'Reilly. The book is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America, even if you're like me and you love mobsters. I mean, I don't love them, but I've uh, read a lot about them, like a lot of people have. You'll learn from this book like I did. What is it about mobsters that fascinates people so much? Is it just the, you know, the fact that they're lawless and people don't really realize sometimes what happens to them? Is it the glamour? What is it about them that catches our attention, Bill? It's always been that way in America. It started with Jesse James and Billy the Kid and um, James Wesley Harden in the Old West. The press glamorizes bad people. True. Okay. And so in the modern-day era, once the movies and the TV shows started with these very powerful actors like Denzel Washington, an American gangster, and there was a movie named Bugsy, called Bugsy. What fascinated me, Heidi, about writing this book was the Vegas situation. Yeah. So we trace the first casino, the Flamingo Hotel, how it was built, Meyer Lansky, money, Bugsy Siegel built it, and that led to Siegel's assassination, by the way. Yeah. But uh, the press picks up on these people like John Gotti, the Dapper Don, and they make them um, fascinating, I think is the most accurate word, in order to sell newspapers and movies and TV shows because people are, they wow, look at this, look, look how bad they are, but they're really not that bad. You know, there's Robin Hood. But in reality, they are that bad, all of them. Yeah, that, there's no question about it. We're speaking of Bill O'Reilly, the latest book is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. Now, this is the best-selling nonfiction series ever, which is amazing, and congratulations to you on that. What is it about the mob that, that – I know you wrote a book about JFK, right? So that was uh, really important. And so that was that kind of what transitioned you into wanting to write about the mob in general? Well, there's a lot of uh, stuff floating around. We wrote Killing Kennedy, which by the way remains, if you really want to know what happened to President Kennedy – that's the book to read mm-hmm. because we got all the primary source material from the FBI and, and other investigators. But there are a lot of people who say, well, the organized criminals killed JFK and his brother Bobby Kennedy, who went after the mob, and that's a central part of killing the mob. Right. But that's not true because Giancana and Vito Genovese, he's the worst, and Marcello in New Orleans and Traficante in Tampa, all the big godfathers knew if they assassinated a sitting president, it would be all over for organized crime because it would get out. Mm-hmm. And that would be the end of business as they know it. And to this day, Heidi, uh, organized criminals make billions of dollars primarily in narcotics. 
And um, narcotics business is real good in America right now. And that's true. We're speaking with Bill O'Reilly. The latest book is Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. One of the things, too, that I noticed in the book that kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, goes along, I guess it uh, goes along with the Godfather movie, is the whole idea of narcotics. Because there were people in that you talked about in the book who did not want to get into the narcotics business, just like some of the scenes in The Godfather where they said, oh, we don't want to do that. And then somebody convinced them, hey, there's a lot of money in this. Talk a little bit about that. Well, the the partner Godfather is Don Corleone is talking to uh, this criminal who wants to bring heroin into uh, New York, and Corleone says no, because uh, if they did that, then the politicians and all the people they had bribed would turn against them. That was a real thing. But in Havana in 1958, there was a big meeting of all the organized criminals in America headed by Lucky Luciano. Vito Genovese, uh, one of the five families in New York, he wanted the drug trade. And he and uh, Luciano clashed because Luciano did not want it. But in the end, Genovese won. But now, today, it's not like it used to be in the French Connection days. Organized criminals don't even see the narcotics now. They oversee the importation of it from Mexico, the cartels. But they franchise it out to gangs and individual places. When you hear in Chicago and New York and L.A. all the horrific violence and murders, they are caused by drug gangs. Mm -hmm. And those gangs have to pay tribute to the Italian mob, the gangsters. They get every month an enormous amount of money because they allow these drug gangs turf. Right. in which they sell narcotics. It's amazing how much they still, the influence they still wield over America and the world, really, in a lot of ways. It's incredible because since Joe Biden has been president, more narcotics have come into the United States than ever before because of his open border policies. Wow. Let's, let's take a quick break. About 90 seconds, we'll come back. I want to talk to you a little bit about that, Bill. Do you have time to stay? Sure. Perfect. All right. Bill O'Reilly's here. His latest book, Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America, the latest in his killing series. I read it last week. I highly recommend you read it. You will learn something. I don't care how much you think you know about mobsters. This was a great book. You've got to read it. Bill O'Reilly coming right back. Bill, thanks for staying with me. You mentioned Biden right before the break, and I definitely wanted to, to talk about that with his open borders policies and how it's benefiting you know, the mob and certainly hurting America in all kinds of ways. Okay, so narcotics in America is a billion-dollar industry, and at the top of that chain are the organized crime uh, families, if you want to use that word, that dominate sections of the country. So 104 days ago, when Joe Biden took office, in uh, the stroke of a pen, he wiped out all of the Trump policies on the border, which had contained the migrants and had made it harder for the Mexican cartels to smuggle drugs in. The result of that executive order is that 400,000 foreign nationals have come into the United States in 100 days. That has taken all the manpower from the Border Patrol and other federal agencies into tending to the migrants, feeding them, sheltering them, processing right. them. So drug interdiction, those efforts have declined drastically. Well... The Mexican cartels took full advantage by getting as much fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine into this country as they could, and that continues to this day. There are record amounts, and who makes the profit? Organized crime. So they love Joe Biden at this point. Unbelievable. And, of course, Kamala Harris is supposedly over the border. She hasn't had a press conference in, what, 41 days, 42 days? I've lost count now, Bill. 
Well, that was payback because Biden doesn't really like Harris. Uh, after Harris embarrassed him in that uh, debate mm. in the primary. So he basically knows that he screwed up and that this border thing is now out of control. So he goes, I let Kamala handle it. <laughs> All right. And Kamala knows that she can't handle it. So that's why she's not talking about it, not going down there. And believe me, she won't do anything about it. Interesting. We're speaking with Bill O'Reilly, his latest book, Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. While we're on politics, what is Liz Cheney's endgame here, Bill? You go after Trump and you lose so many Republicans. What is she doing here? Well, it's personal. You know, it's just like Romney and the Bush family. Um, Donald Trump attacked uh, Liz Cheney's father called him a warmonger and a loser, and she took it personally. So now her vendetta is to hammer Donald Trump. Now, in the process, I think she's hurting herself. I don't think she'll be reelected in Wyoming. Right. She's up in 2022. I think she'll lose that. And in the meantime, you know, the Republican leadership in the House is going, look, can't you stop this? <laughs> but she doesn't seem to be able to. Yeah, it's um, So if it were me, I would tell her, Look, you got your point across. Everybody knows how you feel. You really don't have to continue this. Right, because it's just hurting the Republican Party. Speaking of, uh, let's talk about Trump. What do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to run in 2024? He's still a force. Got a lot of money in those packs. Well, I saw him a few weeks ago down in Florida, and, uh, you know, he wants to run again. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But it's not going to be very easy for him to do that. There are other viable Republican contenders, DeSantis in Florida, uh, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, Governor Nome in South Dakota. You know, there's a lot of competition. Yeah. Um, and it all depends on the economy. If the economy goes south fast, uh, Donald Trump gets stronger. Um, but he does want to run again, I can tell you that with certainty. Interesting. So how do you, we're speaking with Bill O'Reilly about his book, Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America, which came out this week. Get it at Amazon or at BillOReilly.com. You know, I'm just wondering, how do you navigate this? If you're Rick DeSantis and you feel as if you've got a better shot of becoming president than President Trump does, and I guess they're friends or somebody else, how do you navigate? You don't want to make him mad because you don't want him to turn, you know, his people against you like Trump did with Mike Pence. How do you... how do you negotiate that? Well, you've got to wait. You've got to see how everything unfolds. Um, I don't think you declare early at all. You've got to wait to the midterms, for sure. See if the Republicans win back the House and the Senate. Um, and, you know, DeSantis, he's done a good job in, uh, in Florida with the COVID. I mean, he's the front runner, uh, if you take Trump out of the equation. But I don't think you're going to see anything until... 2023. That's when you'll start to see people emerge. Now, they have to start raising money now, but they can all do that through their political action committees. But I don't think you're going to see anything overt until after the midterm elections. Yeah, I'm speaking with Bill O'Reilly. What do you think about Mike Pence? Are his chances over because of the way Trump made him, basically made him a scapegoat for what happened? I don't think the vice president has a big enough constituency um, to get the nomination. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I don't see him as the front runner right now. Yeah, it's just going to be very, very tough. It's been great talking to you. A t- tremendous success what you have with this Killing series now, the best-selling nonfiction series in history. It's the brand-new book, Killing the Mob, the Fight Against Organized Crime in America. Of course, you hear Bill O'Reilly every single day on this show during my show at 1145 and at 845 with Mike Gallagher. Bill, it's been great talking to you. Much, much success to you, sir. 
Thank you, Heidi. I really appreciate it, and I hope uh, all your listeners go to BillOReilly.com. If you buy Killing Them Off from us, we'll give you 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. Anytime you need me, Heidi, give me a buzz, okay? Absolutely. Great talking to you. Thank you, okay, sir. Okay, stay well. It. Thank Bye. you. Always fun talking to the legendary Bill O'Reilly. His uh, update occurs as part of my show every morning, 11.45 a.m. Pacific time. So tune in for that. Don't forget, you can join me live for my show, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.